All right, it is 11 o'clock on a Thursday morning, and we are happy to be joined with J.D. and Clay. Guns in the 701. We're back in the crosshairs once again. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great. Morning. Doing great, buddy. Hey, thank you so much for uh, joining me here. Of course, uh, the unofficial state holiday is coming up tomorrow at noon. We've got the uh, deer gun opener. Um, and are you guys excited? It looks like you are. You're fired up. You look like you guys are ready to go here today. <laughs> yes, we thought we'd dress for the show today, you know. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us back, Jay. It's our pleasure. Absolutely. Well, Clay, I want to start with you. Uh, how is the deer population this year, and what is your uh, outlook on the upcoming season? Well, you know, it's varying depending on where you're at. I can tell you right now that our deer populations are they're recovering. I guess that's the best way to put it. Seeing some mule deer, seeing some whitetails. You know, two years ago, EHD came through this area, 3F2, and just kind of decimated everything. But seeing some deer out there, numbers are lower in my area right here in 3F2 than uh, others. But um, I think it's going to be a good deer season. I, I really do. I think people should be able to put some meat in the freezer. If you're looking for the big bucks, I wouldn't get too excited. They're out there, but they're <laughs> like they were even a year or two ago. All right, yeah. uh, JD. What uh, what are yes, some sir. of the regulations and requirements for hunting in the state? Are there any changes this year that uh, hunters need to know about? No, Jay, that I'm fully aware of. No, it isn't. Um, I, I looked at the proclamation. If I miss something, you know, I apologize. But um, I think oh, actually there is one, Jay, that comes to mind. You can actually hunt deer now with a, with a 50 caliber BMG. So. Absolutely. And uh, so I know somebody who's got one. I think that's a picture of him right there you got up. But uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people think um, like a 50 will blow, blow a deer to smithereens, right, Jay? People would think yeah. that. But um, actually it doesn't because most of the, I think pretty much all the ammo, Clayton, is, is full metal jacket. I mean, it, it'll kill them quick and make a big hole, but it will not. It, you'll actually blow more of a deer apart with like a 30-06 soft point than a 50 caliber round will. Yeah, and as far as those bullets go, there are some different come out. Uh, Texas, in particular, has a place down there. They look a lot like the old Winchester silver tips and react the same mm -hmm. way. Uh, we worked hard on that. and uh, basically, Silver tip, vampire bullet. Vampire bullet, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you that uh, it, it's actually they, they lifted the restriction of caliber altogether on the top end. So they don't just stop at 50 cal. You can okay. go beyond that. And then it includes, of course, everyone forgot, you know, you have the 500 uh smithson you have the 500 lineman by the 509 nitro express there are bigger calibers even in handguns that were restricted at the time because it went up to 0.49 so we only went we only went up just a micro literally a little micro step and they just lifted that so good for game and fish for doing that and uh, we're happy to give it a try i'm definitely gonna try to get a doe this year uh probably with the gratis tag and do it with i really want to do that yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that I'm not Say, hunting with a 50, Jay. You're not. What? <laughs> what? what uh, what's your choice? A weapon of choice, then, uh, Jay? Uh, you know, I hunted for years with a 308, and then I had some shoulder surgeries, and then I went down to a 65 Creed more, and that was kind of hurting. So now I got actually, <laughs> actually got a grand old Jay. This is my magazine. It's a 10 rounder, and this is actually the the cartridge for it. Right here. Just a little guy, 2.25 okay. inches, uh, 100, 123 grain. Um, SST bullet in there, which coming out of my, I got a short barreled rifle actually too. That's uh, coming out of there at 23 in the cold weather. So it should be more than adequate to even, even take a big mule 
deer at 300 yards when I set my limit out. If I had a bigger cartridge, I, I would have no problem shooting further. But, you know, I, I think that's an ethical range for this and, this and a gun I have. So, oh, hey, sure. we're going to find out in short order, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Say, is there anything that's different uh, as far as CWD uh uh, bringing gear out of the CWD uh, region or anything? Did I hear something about that or read something about that? Am I wrong on that this year? Well, it's actually been around. Now, if you come from a CWD unit, which three of it is, you got to leave the spinal cord and the, the brain basically back in that okay. unit on the ground. Uh, it's it's a feel good thing. There's no real. Uh, Game and Fish says, oh, it's all scientific. That's bull. Uh, there's plenty of things to prove. It's a lot of a lot of research in Texas. They've dealt with this for a lot longer than anybody else. But uh, that's their rule right now. Just like they're not going to allow bait because uh, I guess politicians know more than uh, those, those of us on the ground. And you got this unit that you got you got corn in the fields now. You're not stopping anything. So yeah, there is some restrictions coming out of CWD units. So I guess uh, make sure you probably follow those uh, retarded restrictions. Sure. I mean, you can turn your head. They, they, you know, they'd like you to turn your head into Jay to, to test it. Actually, I think they said that for the southeast part of the state down there. I, they did. And as far as baiting um, west, the unit we hunt in three B two is actually the farthest unit to the west you can bait in. And I, we don't really bait. I mean, I throw a bucket of corn down. That's generally for bringing porcupines out of the trees who, who eat our trees, <laughs> and I get them that way. But uh, you know, we. It's not for getting deer. The deer come in, Jay, where I put the corn down, actually the deer naturally yeah. come to that area. So, and, you know, we're not, I'm not worried about that. Mule deer don't, don't usually come into bait like whitetails do either. So, mm -hmm. um, sure. it's, it's, and I guess Clay in the beginning about deer population, I would say, and my unit, Jay, it is down for sure. Um, I would say close to about half, maybe, and I wasn't seeing any bucks at all, at all, hardly any bucks, you know, but the does were there, and last week, the first time I actually saw some mule deer bucks come in, kind of gave me some hope, and saw one decent one and a bunch of other smaller ones, but, uh, you know, when all the does there and the rut start, I'll guarantee you some big bucks are going to show up from somewhere, and I just got to be there at the right time, and I got a lot of these off, so... <laughs> This is my Super Bowl, it. man. I love it. <laughs> hey, do you guys got any uh, tips or strategies for a successful hunt that you'd like to share with some of the viewers? Yeah. Uh, first one is if you see private property, whether it's posted or not, go talk to the landowner and ask, mm -hmm. especially if it's posted. I, I got to put this out here. I've been out around the property here several times here over the past few weeks. And uh, I, would, I, I can tell you right now, if anyone listening to this around my place, my game cameras are now up if i catch you this time <laughs> taking my signs down it's not going to be a good day for you uh i actually had plywood boards that are about a half inch thick with my signs on bolted to two posts and they literally ripped them in half they broke them so they could throw the sign down by my by my post pretty pissed off yesterday when i went around and seen that and there's no sense in that that just makes it bad for everybody and i'm not holding every hunter responsible for it but please if you're hunting private land there's no reason not to ask. And if you don't ask and it's posted, don't go on it. It's that simple. And don't destroy other people's property. So that's a big one. Um, as far as that, get out there, walk, have some fun. Take your kids with you. I mean, there's nothing better than taking your kids, with, uh, even if they're not old enough to hunt yet, and get them involved and get get them out there hunting and having mm -hmm. a great time, uh, enjoying family time with dad and mom. Uh, oh, yeah. Think of anything better. And to me, walking is always the best way. I'm sure Jamie will agree with that. 
um, or blinds. Like Jamie's got the Taj Mahal of blinds, so uh, that's oh, a yeah. place to be. <laughs> Carpeted and everything, Jay. <laughs> With blinds from the blind guy. You know, you know, Jay. Yeah, yeah. From my, yeah, one of our sponsors actually got his house. But uh, when I used to walk all the time, for sure, and even our our own private land, Jay. But as as older I got, my tip would be if you do get on some land with some with some ravines or tree days and you can get up on a hill or something don't get right on top of it you will skyline yourself and yes. get, get below the top and mm-hmm. i would get in there before if you get get in in the morning get in there before dark find yourself a good spot you know maybe with some trees behind you almost like if you're going to call coyotes so it kind of camouflages your 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 outline a little bit and wait it out a little bit because if there's if you get a big tree big ravine full of trees there's going to be deer in there and they're going to come out and you know you will probably get yourself a more ethical and humane shot when the deer usually surprise them instead of walking you got to hit them on a full bore run same with the evening if uh look when the sun goes down got a spot to sit you're looking at get in there about two hours early and, and sit down and make sure the sun isn't going to be in your face it's that you're, you're in the shade you get if you can get on a shaded area where the sun's not going to light you up because the deer will see you they'll, they, you know sun lights yep. you up um other than that you know um you're looking for the big buck don't just shoot whatever comes out with antlers just wait around because a lot of times if you see a couple smaller bucks come out big boy pretty much just tells him and those you guys go out and get shot first and i'll wait here it's <laughs> happened to me before and, so wait it out and if it's uh you know if it's windy out or things things like that i can tell you looking in places where they're sitting out of the wind kind of up and then them bigger bucks guys even though they like the ladies and then the mule deer ruts not quite going yet. Whitetails seem like they are. Those bigger bucks lay off by themselves. They really do. So if you, if you see a group and you pull smaller ones down there, honestly, look around. You might see the bigger one laying up in you know, laying up in there. They just they're uh, they're big for a reason, and uh, they're not dumb. So if you're out there, Jamie made some great points. Don't skyline yourself. That's the worst thing you'd ever do. Mm-hmm. Skyline yourself. Just take your time and enjoy what mm-hmm. you're doing. So. It's just relaxing to be out there to me. Not only me that, Clay, if you do see, if you do see here, and you're gonna, if you if you are gonna put the stock on it, which we hunt, yes, we have a couple hunting stocks on our property, but mm-hmm. I will tell you that the majority of the deer we shoot are not shot out of that out of either shack. We see them, and you got to put a stock on them. And if and if you're going down, don't just walk straight towards where you see them, because um, deer have a see if they're walking away from you a little, so the Mule deer have a habit of walking about 100 yards and turning back and looking to make sure nobody's. So get yourself like on a side hill or stay low, just just like a deer, stay low. And if you can, instead of going straight at them, loop around like like a you know almost like a military pincer move, come either left or right and try and intercept them. Um, don't don't just straight follow them and go and just don't walk straight across the flat spot. Hey, they're right over here. I'm gonna walk here. Take your time. <laughs> Get on the side hills, the undercover in trees and bushes, and and get us the stock. Some fun. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And and like a hunting shack, people think you know that's cheating. Well, guess what? I've had a lot of younger kids come out and shoot out of our hunting shacks. Yeah, they've killed some does out of there, and Jay dropped them right there. And I think that's a lot better than taking them and road hunting or whatever. Jump out and shoot a little leg off or gut shooting the deer gets away. I don't like seeing that, and I think that. That kind of ruins a lot of kids on hunting when you wound the animal to recover it. So, yeah, hunting out of shacks, in my opinion, is ethical. If you got, if you got to walk, that's fine. But just, just like I said, make sure you're, when you're walking, you're not just making yourself so visible that that's ridiculous. Because the deer will be blown out of the other end of the property, and you won't even know it if you do that. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. 
So have you guys heard personally any units or uh, any regions that uh, that are going to be a good hunt this year? Oh, mine's going to be terrible. Don't hunt there. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's dead in my unit, too. No, yeah. uh, I can tell you 3F2, that's where I'm at. Uh, it's going to be hit and miss. There's areas. It, that's a huge unit. Uh, it goes over from the river all the way over here by me. That's several. I mean, you're talking a 100-mile span uh, mm -hmm. from east to west. And then, of course, it goes north up there and borders up there around Morton County and through there. But I can tell you right now that it's going to be hit and miss. Yes, there's areas that probably have great deer populations. There's areas that are not. Anybody that had a huge uh, whitetail population, like I said, two years ago, it took a hit. We had a bad winter last year. It was starting to recover. It took another hit. This year it's looking better, but it still needs some recovery. But there's deer out there. There there definitely is deer to hunt. Uh, in fact, I got a couple guys coming, a uh, favor to a friend of mine, his nephew, and their friend is coming. They got two doe tags, kind of the beer tomorrow, and hopefully we can uh, help them out, get them harvested so they can head home because they only got basically a day and a half to hunt. So, so yeah, Jay, I haven't heard anybody. I've talked to guys on either end of the state at, uh, in Nothing, no unit really looks that good. I mean, I was going to be a little facetious, obviously. But um, our unit, yeah, like I said, it's better, not great. I talked to all the guys around there, friends of ours and people in the bars, and it's it's okay, but it's not it's not great. So right. um, it'd be nice if we had a normal winter. Mm -hmm. Our deer actually were, the mule deer were coming through great last year, through other than the whitetails, through the through the EHD, but that last storm hit, man, and that that act that killed a bunch of mule deer off. Even I mean, they were just out of gas and no more fat stores, and they just it it killed yeah. a bunch of them. Yep. I know. Uh, this past weekend, uh, helping out there at the uh, butcher block there in Mend, um, a couple uh, we, we had to load out the big monsters that came in from Minnesota. A couple guys had it, uh, brought it in for us to process, and I'll tell you what, there was two big monster bucks that came in. And, uh, awesome. Nice-sized deer, nice-sized awesome. deer. Big uh, bodies, JD, too. Yeah, real big bodies, big-bodied uh, deer, absolutely. In fact, their nose was touching the ground. I think uh, it's about 10 or so feet. Our rails are about 10 feet off the ground, and uh, we put it in their tendon, and, yeah, their nose was on the ground. That's how big they were. So. That's big awesome. Deer. I like big-bodied deer. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. JD, uh, are there any challenges that hunters may face this season? You know, with the weather being the way it is. Boy, Jay, right now, I I don't think there's really any. If it stays as predicted here, I think it's, it's going to be great hunting weather. A lot of people don't like um, you know hunting when it's 50, 60 <laughs> degrees. I don't have a problem with that. Clay, <laughs> Clay and Scotty do. I do not. It's going to be easy access getting to places. Um, you know, check out some of these roads when you're going out tomorrow because we had that rain and, and moisture i don't know if some of these roads are pretty slow or that, and that snow melting I'm, i mean i actually glad the wind kind of blew yesterday to dry out some of these roads but i mean the only the only problems hunters are going to run into in the foreseeable future here is, is you know maybe getting land access and and uh, but i like gutting deer out when it's 55 degrees with my t-shirt on i'll take that any day over <laughs> last year yeah, this, it. It, it ain't horrible uh i'm looking at the forecast right now we're looking in the 40s gets up to the 50s by perfect sunday and monday are going to be 57 58 right in my area and then they're talking 61 so mm -hmm. you're gonna have to take care of them no doubt i don't think the weather is going to be a deterrent this year like it was last year this time last year at least in my area yeah uh, you had you if you were even if you were walking it was a chore because there was so much snow out on them pastures like yeah my pastures i don't overgraze them and i mean i bet there was two three foot of snow on them 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was a chore. So uh, this year, I think, should be pleasant. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, weather's going to be great. Get out there, do some walk and get some exercise and, and enjoy it. Enjoy the moment, guys. Not everybody has this opportunity. They really don't. Right. They have the, the resources and, and what we got here. And remember, it's a privilege to hunt on private. I guess I can't stress that enough. It's a privilege to hunt private land, so please respect it. Like Jamie's talking, it's been wet around here. Don't go tear up section line roads. Yeah. And also, um, and I had a good discussion with some hunters here last week. Uh, they were actually driving quarter lines. You can't drive a quarter line if there's a road there or not. In North Dakota, it's section lines only that are considered public access. Do not drive them quarter lines. You're trespassing, just so, just so you know. Jay, I got a question for you since you work at a meat shop. Um, yeah. I, I personally make my own um, uh-huh. sausage and jerky, but um, what, what would be your advice to somebody who, you know, field gutted out their deer field dress and they were going to bring it into you? What would you, is there any, any advice you'd give them as bringing their, bringing their meat into you? Well, absolutely. I mean, we do, uh, we do dress it there. I mean, we, uh, we'll do skin there. If it needs to be skinned, uh, we could do that for an extra chart. Uh, you know, the thing is, is when we bring these uh, deer in, uh, it's really a personal choice for the customer themselves. A lot of it, uh, over 75%, I would say, or at least 65% of them are getting deer jerky made. A lot of sausage, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of sausage. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. personally, I love deer sausage more than anything, jerky uh, aside from, but uh, it's the sausage that I like. And I would just make sure that you're deer is as clean as it possibly can be and i know there's a lot of t- when people bring in their deer am i getting my deer back am i getting my yeah. deer <laughs> you do you do get your deer because what we do is we'll bone that deer and we'll put it in our boxes or luggers with your name on it and depending on when it is right now it's pretty good obviously the deer season really hasn't started of course so the sooner you get it in the faster turnaround you'll get. So either we'll put it in the freezer until we can get to it, or um, you know, if you bring it in, we'll get right to it that day. But make sure you try to get your deer as clean as possible. Uh, we're gonna obviously spray and clean it up as much as we can. But if you've got a messy, hairy deer, you know, it's not yeah. a whole lot we can do about I, it. We're gonna well, try as best we can. I would imagine too that I've always done it anyway, especially with the temperatures we're gonna be seeing. Get that skin off, guys. Have some coolers in your, with you. Get that skin off as fast as you can because you got to get it cooled down. Cool down. It's driving around the back of your pickup, and it's sixty yeah. degrees out. I don't think you're gonna like that result. <laughs> Not only that, Clay, it's far, far easier to skin a warm deer oh, than one absolutely. that sits there and gets cold. All I mean, that's the first thing we do is after we got it out, is get it back and skin it and hang. Usually we quarter it out right away too. But uh, you know, Jay, another question for you. Um, just a quick comment too. I actually took a, one of the years ago. I took a deer and I, I made sure, like you said, I rinsed it off. I tried to get all, all the hair off, and I told the guy that to me. He goes, "I appreciate you doing that." A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so no, like, they you don't. said, you like, yeah, that, that's un- unbelievable to me that people would be that irresponsible. But whatever. Um, what kind of jerky do you, do you make more of, Jay? The like the strip jerky or the jerky gun stuff? Yeah, so we make uh, the the pressed jerky, which would be a ground jerky more than uh, the strips uh, more than the, the oh, sliced jerky no. yep is that straight deer meat then or do you mix that with pork too no that would be one? that would be mixed a little bit we'd probably throw a little beef in there with that okay good that's a that's a good combo Play like that. He's, a, he's a rancher that's right we, in fact we just got done cutting our uh, our butcher up here this past weekend here we got our own processing uh, well, I would say facility but 
room in the basement and had a you know had my nephew and his girlfriend. It was a family affair, and yeah, we had a good time. It was Heard a long heck day, of a guy let you borrow his stuff or two as Yeah, had a heck of a had a hell of a guy. <laughs> Here he's part of Guns in the Seven Hundred One, and just nice as could be, and let let me borrow that big fat that big stuff. It was great. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I'll tell you what. You know, this time of year, as I mentioned off the top of the broadcast that it is somewhat an unofficial holiday because it is you yeah. get together with uh, your friends your family members uh, you know you uh, you you harvest your deer you bring it on into the garage or the uh, the concert wherever it might be and you just get together and have some cold beers and get together and spend time with your family and friends while you process that uh, that deer or whatever you might be processing uh, elk, possibly, or you might be shooting at that time. It's just a fun time to get together and do that this time of year as you kick off the holidays. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I mean, Jay, actually, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to shoot a big buck because that, that is my ultimate goal. Just a big one, just a, but a mature one. But from, you know, when I was younger, all, all you wanted to do was, was, was shoot something because I was great. I, I still, you know, if I want to shoot a lot of stuff, then I go shoot prairie dogs or targets. But Mm -hmm. um and then you know some family and friends hunted with us and i you know at this point i get just as much joy out of uh out of my dad or one of my buddies shooting a big buck or any deer really that uh that i do it myself I, I i just love the whole thing like you were just mentioning jay everything that's involved and i love that and then we get together and make sausage and it's great going into the going to support if you're in a small town go in there and spend some money in the, in the restaurants or their or their pubs and help those guys out because mm -hmm. it's a big money maker for them yep. and it's nice having a place to go in these small towns at least one place to go i mean other than driving another and have a few beers get a burger or whatever they got going there and, and support them i love doing that too with everybody you bet oh, yeah. Clay. It's, it's the yeah it's absolutely getting getting together with your friends and family having fun uh, i will add one thing guys here with this uh, it, it, with the lower numbers of deer if you're able to take out what i call them management deer uh, there's one that he finally showed around here too he's He's a three-by-two muley. He, he's a big one, mm -hmm. but he's spreading bad genetics, and he's been kind of elusive the last couple of years. Just kind of keep that in mind. It's a good year to actually take out those really good There is a lot genetics. of weird deer, too, Clay. Just I've seen. go ahead and harvest them and uh, make it, you know, call it a win because it is a win, and you're, you're improving that herd. And I know we're going to be doing that here if we can get on a couple of them. There's a whitetail doing the same thing on our property, and mm -hmm. I want him gone. So... Just kind of keep that in mind. If you see those kind of bucks, I call them management bucks. Get rid of them. They're, they're mm -hmm. doing you no good, and they're going to make things worse in your herd overall, just like it would any other I herd don't, that you're managing. And I don't mind shooting those, Clay. I got a couple yeah. huge mutants in make, my garage. They don't score very good. Stories, too. Massive. Yeah, big. <laughs> yeah. big yeah, just, you know, a lot of people think they're warts, and and, and I, I like those. And there's there's one yeah. comes around our place. He, he he might get the old Grendel around in him, so. Oh, well, this three by two is getting big now, which is yeah. bad. I mean, like years, he's been spreading them genetics, but uh, you know, it, it would make a nice, uh, nice one, especially for a skull mount. Yeah, perfect. So, do perfect. you guys uh, have any specific hunting traditions or rituals that you go through uh, to get ready for, or even the day of uh, <laughs> opener? Um, I tell you what, Jay, I don't really. Um, just I'm looking forward to getting off work tonight. I know I got to get a workout, and I don't really feel like doing that. But then just getting all my stuff laid out and looking at it, I get a checklist. You know, if you think you're going to remember everything, don't. Another thing of advice I would say is write everything down, and when you see it physically in front of you, check that off your list. Because if you don't, you're inevitably you might even forget something if you get a checklist. But I, I love going through that checklist, 
hunt, you know, and I'll probably call one of my buddies that, that I'm going hunting with. We'll crack a few phone beers and then talk about it and what we're looking for and what time we're leaving. And it's tomorrow. Um, like I said, you know, Clay and I are on with um, Todd Mitchell from 8.15 mm-hmm. to 9. And I told my buddy, I'd better have that diesel backed up and idling in front of my garage <laughs> at 9 because I'm going to be ready. Uh, one thing I, could, I can't stress enough, if you haven't done it, I, I'm sure Jamie and I both have, get out there behind your roll. you still got time. Get out there today. See where it's hitting. Do a little shooting with it. Don't just grab it off of your rack thinking mm-hmm. it's perfect, uh, especially some of these re- these guns I see. Uh, people don't put on the good stuff. They don't have a, a worn set of re- rings. They don't have the good optics. They just got a deer rifle, and that's fine. Put behind it and take a look at it. Go, go, go put a few freedom rounds down lane, range and see how it's shooting because that's going to be everything. And like Jamie said, the checklist, put it. I do it too. I've got my gear lined up sitting down here. I'm ready to go, I think, that way, but that's my tradition is make yeah. sure my rifle, rifle is functioning and I've got my checklist for my gear, what I want to take. And, you know, right, you're right, Clay. I mean, you almost, in my opinion, owe it to the deer to give it an ethical kill, you know. If, you know hey, I always say if I'm going to get shot, I want it quick. I don't want somebody <laughs> using some junk on something. But, uh, you know, um, and then I'd say, too, if you get your backpack or your hunting bag or whatever, get yourself a first aid kit in there. I actually have oh, a turn- tourniquet in in my backpack that i hunt with i hope i never have to use it but i mean if you're out in the field and you get you know whatever you cut something you start bleeding out or or god forbid a negligent discharge happens and you get shot in an artery and you're bleeding out you're gonna die if you don't stop that blood so if you got it if you got access to that bring that along and then like i said just any kind of first aid kit would be good that's perfect advice you know another thing i keep on there and i learned this the hard way i have an extra set of laces for my boots I actually broke some. I was way, way up in the, in the Rockies. That's true. You're not going to go down and get a new pair <laughs> when you're 10 miles into the wilderness. Jeremiah Johnson ain't around as a pair for you. He's you not going to get you a pair. <laughs> and what we ended up doing is uh, my buddy Chris, he actually harvested an animal, and we literally cut some leather strips out of that hide. I mean, I had laces. So shoelaces are very important. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap things up, gentlemen, uh, I just want to get uh, uh, the bragging portion of the program. Uh, let's get your longest kill shot. Uh, JD, we'll start with you. Uh, how many yards out were you in that longest kill shot of yours? That was uh, 425 yards, Jay. I got two, I've gotten two of them like that, and it was one shot kills on both of them. One one white tail, one muley. They're both hanging in my garage with the with the with the brass casing from their antlers. So, but uh, yeah, it's it, it. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have took that shot. I mean, I, I shoot all the time, but I wouldn't take it if the wind was blowing really hard. I think one was like a ten mile an hour wind, which is not a problem for him, and the other one was pretty calm. So, yeah, most of them, most deer I've ever shot though, Jay, have probably been two fifty and under. Okay, yeah, and wind should be fairly calm tomorrow as well clay what do you got uh, i have taken one at about 423 yards according to my range finder uh, one shot that was the that's the one whitetail i have actually on my wall but i'm more proud of the one i did the last year 63 yards man i i, I just like it when you can get closer to them uh but yeah and most of my deer and it's probably because you know we're on private here uh, i don't seem like i get a lot of long shots or i don't have to take a lot a lot of long shots but i've also put in the work to know what's on the property where they're at and know their habits and i'd much rather do that but yeah i can make the long shots but i prefer not to uh, most of mine are probably 100 to 150 yards most of the time 
uh, 200 yards was my uh, longest shot. So that was a Perfect. pretty decent, yeah. yeah, it was a pretty nice little shot for me. What did you and, shoot uh, that with then, Jay? 223. Perfect. All right. Hey, a lot of people don't like that. I've I've seen 223s with 200 and in work. They work perfect. That's that's God's round. Isn't that what we call that? (laughs) I said 223 is God's. uh, That's God's cartridge right there. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, listen. I want to I want to thank you for both uh, being a part of it here for us. Uh, We learned a lot, and I want to wish you both uh, the best of luck. And please be safe tomorrow. Okay. Thank you, Absolutely. Dave. Thanks for having us back on, buddy. And then uh, if I get one, I don't get too excited. I'll be sure and send you a picture yeah. of whatever we're getting there. So Absolutely. if you want, we can sure do a wrap uh, of after deer season. And yeah, I'd be happy to do that. We'd love, awesome. we'd love to have the back on here in a few more weeks. So sounds great. Again, guys, thank you so much. And uh, tell the folks where we can catch you there Wednesday nights. Wednesday night, going to see us on YouTube, Rumble, Fascist Book, our website, uh, I don't think Twitter does it anymore. Uh, for I think you got to pay there, but we do yeah. it does go up afterward, and that's at 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central. Of course, then we'll be right here on KFYR 5:50 a.m. on the radio every morning at 8:15 Central, 7:15 Mountain. You don't want every Friday. That. Every Friday. Hey, and I say too, they got a lot of videos up on on our YouTube and Facebook, and that go check those out. Shorts, deer hunting, and whatnot, shooting. Check those out. I'll be doing a lot of them during hunting season as well. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, just, just one more thing to do. Clay, what do you got for me? Keep your powder dry, guys. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Good See luck. You guys.